We are live, coming to you with episode numero cinco, right? That's five, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, and we are going to uh, continue with uh, the critical theory special. Um, and you know, it occurred to me while we were doing the um, the last uh, episode that maybe we. Um, well, maybe we needed to to make clear or um, why uh, you know we feel that uh, critical theory is a potential issue and the problems that it you know and articulate better the problems that it creates. So when we um, we really zero out on the text and um, you know try to show its widespread um, its widespreadness. I don't know if that's a word. Um, you know, in uh, education, um, you'll understand better, you, know, you have an understanding of, you know, why that's an issue. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, I just want to turn it over to you, Matthew, um, you know, to brief, to, you know, to start and just as best you can outline, um, you know, the, the problems you think arise. Mm. Uh, with critical theory and, and you know we'll outline um, a couple but um, I'm sure we won't hit all of them sure thank you um, I'm not sure where to start to be honest with you well um, okay let's let's well, no no hang, hang on give me two, two seconds I'll, um... the I said something in the last episode towards the end where I said you have to think about the world as it's being described to you and I think to get across the importance of uh, of understanding this is to understand the world that's being described and not only described but has been described and is taken as given in many, many cases and for many, many people, including myself throughout my life. Um, and what critical theory as a, as a body of scholarship is doing, um, it's doing many things because uh, there are many sort of sub uh, categories of critical theory being the overarching theory of critical race theory, critical queer studies, critical whiteness studies, critical post-colonial studies, uh, critical fat studies, um, and I'm sure there's more. Um, and so they're doing uh, a lot of things in a lot of different disciplines, but what they all have in common is this overarching view of how the world's organized. And what this what this worldview does when it is taken up by individuals, you know, because like say for example, when you're um, when you're born and you're growing up with your with your family, right? You rely on your parents to provide you with the description of the world that you exist in, so that you can uh, adopt that and that, like have that as your framing of how you think about the world, and then that informs your actions in the world, right? Because um, you have to have a conception of the world to begin with, otherwise you can't act in it, right? And so, um, it's really important that you have a at least relatively accurate conception of the world, or as accurate conception of the world as possible, so that when you act um, based on the worldview that you have, the actions that you undertake um, map as accurately as possible onto the reality that you're that you're in. So, say for example, if you were to um, if you were to try to sit down because you genuinely conceived and had as a part of your worldview that there was a chair behind you or a ledge or, or something on which you could sit, and you tried to sit down, and you were mistaken about that, and I've you know, you try and sit on a ledge, and you're 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 not exactly clear where the ledge is, and you try to sit down a little too soon, 
and you you miss the ledge. You don't sit on the ledge, but you tried to sit down because you thought the ledge was closer than it was. So your the, the view of the world that you had in in that instance um, was off. It was it was it wasn't as accurate as it could have been. And as a result, when you tried to act, your actions didn't map onto the reality that you thought was onto the reality as it is. It mapped onto the reality that you thought was there, but that wasn't as accurate as it could have been. So I'm sorry, I'll just close this point off and then you can ask some questions. So 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 critical theory as a pedagogical tool um, is operating to ensure that as many people as possible who go through the educational institutions from primary or uh, pre what do you call it in America or elementary school elementary school yeah, from primary elementary elementary school through the middle and secondary school through the university that as many people as possible leave these institutions with a particular view of how the world works so that they then uh, act in accordance with that worldview, which we spoke about towards the end of uh, the last podcast where I said it's understandable how you can, how we see people getting worked up into a rage and a furor so that they're willing to actually riot and burn things to the ground because they genuinely believe something about the world that they're in and that genuine belief, that worldview informs their actions because like I said, if you genuinely believe that the world that you live in is tyrannically oppressed against you in all situations, all processes and all all behaviors and structures and systems, and that that is and that you exist in a permanent state of oppression, right, and you genuinely believe that, right, then that's going to inform your actions to either surrender to that process or to push back against it in whichever means you see fit. Right? So I my my concern I and or my aim is to is, is to, to say, well, if we're going to have a conception of how the world is, right, and look, this is a hypothesis, right, maybe there's some value in it, and we'll, we'll come across the parts where there's maybe value in it as we go through this, but we need to be making sure, like, if we're, if we're, if we're investing resources into educating people, and people are sending their children off to schools to be educated, right, so that they can operate in the world, I think it isn't too much of a reason, an un, a, 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 I don't think it's an unre unreasonable expectation to say, hey, maybe they should be having an, an accurate as possible conception of the world so that they can then go out and act in it as competent individual human beings. Um, okay, I, I want to get more... So I, I guess I'll start there. Yeah, well, yeah, it was helpful, but it was very abstract. Okay, fair enough. And I want to get a little bit more you know, concrete and specific. So. Okay. You know, is there anything you could tell us about, you know, in, in your life specifically um, where, you know... Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I, I have to be very careful here because... Because I have to talk about family. So I'm going to be very careful because I'm, I'm talking about my family. Um, I was... I grew up in a, in a mixed race household. My father's a mixed race, um, and my parents split up when I was a kid. So they didn't like after I was six, they weren't living together anymore. So I spent some time with my dad, some time with my mum. My father um, is very much a proponent and defender of the ideas, um, many of which are put forward by our people like critical race theorists and the people who were operating before them. Um, and my father is wasn't hasn't wasn't aware of critical race theory or its prototypes. Um, he he has his reasons for having his position as well. Um, and we have had we have conversations about this. We have respectful, sometimes heated conversations about this. But um, I was raised as a boy on, uh, on his behest and again I, I want to stress that um, he 
imparted to me a world that he genuinely believed that he lived in and may have lived in to a certain degree in the history when he was living in it. And he felt it necessary to impart these things to me as his son, um, which I, uh, I, I have no, I'm not at all denigrating that decision. Um, because if you believe that there is a genuine threat or risk to your child and it's in the world and you're confronted with the option of, well, do I keep that from them or share them with it if it's a genuine risk to their well-being, that's a very difficult decision to make and I'm not denigrating the decision. However, I was provided with a framing of how to think about the world where I was taught as a young boy, even though I'm, I'm yes, I'm mixed race, but I'm like very light brown I guess I don't know um, sit me in the sun for a few hours that changes <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, you know I was I was I was taught that the country that I grew up in and the society that I grew up in was systemically racist it wasn't necessarily described to me in those terms but um, was that this country um, and the institutions such as the police education employment all of these things um, were motivated by the idea that uh, brown people or people who weren't white um, didn't deserve any of the benefits that were available to to white people or to people in the upper echelons of society. So I was I was taught that as a boy. Now I was also taught at the same time um, by both my mother and my father the principles of um, don't judge a book by its cover. Martin Luther King's content of character, not color of skin. You know, um, treat people as human beings, right? We have the same intrinsic moral value. It doesn't matter if you're uh, white, black, whether you're English or African or Asian. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, where you were born, right? You as a human being have uh, the same inherent value as any other human being. Right now, so I was raised on both of those lessons simultaneously, mm -hmm. and operated under both of those um, lessons simultaneously. Now, I—it's a lot in between. But uh, fast forward to my like mid twenties, uh, early and mid twenties. Um, my life wasn't going exactly how I thought it was going to go, or how I wanted it to. Um, for many, many complicated reasons. And I was waking up to the fact that I w needed to start paying attention to what I was thinking and what I was doing because, well, I'd, I guess I'd ran out of things to blame. And I was kind of, you know, that wasn't working. Blaming other things for why things wasn't, why my life wasn't working out very well wasn't serving me any serving me well at all, so I was kind of left with myself. Um, and, I, and I began to notice, I began to notice contradictions in the things that I would say. Um, like when I was, when I was, uh, you know, I, I've, I've said racist things. In, in my life as a, as, a, as a boy and as a young man like against white people right I because I I believed that that there was some kind of an agreement right some kind of just a a, a meta condition about reality that meant that um you know, it's one of the reasons why I, I grew up thinking that institutions like this weren't for me, right? Like, I, 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 I've said for the, for the longest time that I'm not an academic person, like, I'm, you know, education isn't for me, right? You know, like, and it was always kind of like a, motivated by, by many different things. One, because of that just belief that they just wouldn't let me in, right? Again, not just for the race thing, but for many other reasons, you know, and, and, and I was lazy and, uh, I don't know, undisciplined and unmotivated, right? So complication, very many complicated reasons tying into all of this. Um, 
But I started to notice the contradictions because I would say some of these things and people, I guess, had pointed them out to me throughout my life. And, you know, the arguments, you know, the arguments put forward by people who say are, are in the critical theory tradition put forward that these that the the fact that, that society is organized in that way is a self-evident fact right just by the fact of the unequal outcomes that we see between groups of people um, and the historical incidences right uh, the fact that our society has developed during a period of time when these horrendous things have happened to other human beings by other human beings in the past um, and that it is an unquestionable fact that places like the United Kingdom um, and America are at their very core racist right the, at, like the very fabric of the society is predicated on racism and ideas of superiority and inferiority um And so I started to notice these contradictions because I would say something. I don't know, like I made I made, I made a a, te a terrible joke once on Facebook when Barack Obama was elected president. Um, like the morning after, when I found out, I I posted on Facebook. I said, "What was it?" I said, "Oh, I was it was all white people to the cotton fields, eight a.m. sharp." post right <laughs> which I thought at the time was hilarious right um, <laughs> uh, I don't have my Facebook account anymore uh, so you probably can't find that um, but I'm not lying it's, it's uh, I could reactivate it and find it I guess but um, you know and I've, I've said and I've said other things as well about people that I care about you know it's 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 that kind of belief because because the argument is is that because these things yeah and you have to think about what at the very core of society or in the fabric of all relations mean right because that even means within the family right now members of my family are white right mm. and so that belief because it's a self-evident fact of reality which in includes my relationships with my friends and my family who happen to be white right that doesn't there isn't an exclusion for that within the ideas right it's not oh it's my family so therefore it's different right because it's still systems and structures and mental states of those who belong to particular groups hmm. right. so it seems like at least in, in your case there's there's two parts there's one that you're saying that this view that all of the institutions and and you know that are put in place in the country where you grew up in um, are working against you and are not made were not made for people like you uh, in a sense discouraged you from wanting to participate in them yeah yeah well because I I've thought about this, and I think, and this is like this a rough, a rough shot at this, but I think there's a few kind of responses that you can have when you're provided with a lesson like that, right? From the one that your your father. Yeah, the, my 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 father and many other people's fathers have have imparted upon them as well. Um, that the world is that this world, yeah. meaning this country, is not cut out for. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not made for brown people. Right. Right. That's it's that's like ultimately the point, right? Is that the places like Britain and America aren't made for brown people, they're made for white people. Um and and that that's pervasive and covert as well as overt and everywhere. Right. So there's a few ways that you could respond to learning something like that, right? Now you could think, All right, try and stop me. Right. All right I'm coming at you anyway. Right? It's like try try your worst, mate. Bring yeah. it. Right? And people who would adopt that attitude are probably going to do quite well, right? Because they're just going to go at whatever it is they want to go at. And like 
oppression or not, right, they're probably going to at least make some headway towards what it is they're aiming at because they're like, well, I'm coming for it, so you either get out of the way or you're going to have to deal with me on the way there. Um, and I, I would argue that that would be a relatively small amount of people because those are quite particular characteristics and attributes that aren't, I would say, necessarily widespread because um, those things have to be worked at, right? That's courage, that's temperance, that's, you know, steadfastness, right? They're not necessarily widespread attributes. Um, the next way you could respond to that is to say, okay, well, that sucks. That's uh, that's not good news. Um, but well, you know, I'll I'll try, and if it gets if something pops up, we'll 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 deal with it. Um, if it has and when it comes up, right? We'll we'll uh, assume the best for the time being, and if something comes up, something gets in my way, and this rears its head, we'll we'll try and deal with so, it. So the second position is just you know. For now, ignore it. Keep moving. And if something comes out, then we'll deal with it. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Which... And that's different from the first view because the first view acknowledges that, you know, people are against you, but it's like, fuck that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going right into their chest. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, I think a, a reasonable chunk of people would fit into that. Perhaps like a small minority or, um, or medium minority, sorry, would fit into that category. Um, you know, because that's, that's still kind of like, well, you know, well, if it comes up, we'll deal with it. We'll come at it. We'll get around it. We'll get through it. Whatever whatever we need to do, right? But we'll we'll play it as it is. We'll play the games. We'll, we'll get on with what we need to do. Um, and then the last one, which is where I fell in part, is, okay, well then, so you're telling me that everything around me and all of the systems and structures, the police, education, places where I'm going to work, places where like my parents work or my parents operate or a home, you're telling me that all of these things can be characterized by racism and that they're systemically skewed against people like me and you want me to engage with them? No. No. I'm not... I'm not engaging with that, right? I don't necessarily remember thinking explicitly like, oh, no, I'm not going to engage with it. It was just like, oh, well, I'm, well then I'm out. I'm out, right? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not exhausting myself against that, right? And so it's one of the reasons why I left, I left school with an A-level, and it was an E, right? One A-level, right? which is like, you have... You have, you have uh, Secondary school, you have the first seven years, yeah. which is GCSEs, and then uh, A levels. Figured out the, the British system. Nice. They keep changing it. Um, I think they use numbers now, but but yeah, I left. I left. I, I couldn't. I couldn't describe it, but I'm at the point where if somebody talks about it, I can just nod. And okay. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, get, yeah, I, get, no, I get this weirdness. Kind of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm so like I was. All right, well, let's, let's, let's break down sure. these three positions because I, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I see the first and the third as being connected. And the reason for that is I see in, in second, I see a kind of okay somebody says this to me um, you know a degree of I don't know skepticism or you know a degree of just not really taking it you know the claims seriously and then in the first and third I see people who really deeply think about it and you know are contemplating <coughs> the impact of the claims on their lives right right you know it's a deep reflection on what do I do you know what does this mean for me you know etc right and as you said the two conclusions are 
the first one is, you know, I gotta break out, you know, I, it's, well, this system may be against me, but, you know. It'll have to break me to stop me. It's gonna break me to stop me. You know, I'm, you know, um, it's like, I don't know, have you, have you read um, the Frederick Douglass slave narrative? No, it's I haven't. It's on my list. Um, I mean, it's just the attitude of, you know, this, you know, maybe, you know, this, you know, world that I'm in is a, is a slave. It's not, you know, um, not meant for me to succeed. It's not meant for me to get out. But fuck that, you know. I'm making, you know, I'm man, you know. I'm just as entitled to everybody else, you know, to, to everything as everybody else. You know, I'm gonna, you know, make my own way and, and you know, nothing, nobody's gonna get in the, you know, the way of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, coming back to education, right? Yeah. Because education, you know, in this in um, the slave narrative, right? Education plays a huge role, right? Um, you know, not just you know in Frederick Douglass' life, but also in you know he talks about it as it's a key way method for the slave owners to keep their slaves from rebelling or revolting, right? By keeping them uneducated. Because they don't know, right. you know, they don't know anything different. Um, you know, they don't know about the system. You know, um, they have a very, you know, it keeps them unaware, right? I mean, obviously, they, they, they relatively speaking, it keeps them unaware of the situation, right? Well, or, or, or less able to do something less about the situation that they're, that they're in. So. Right. Sure, they're probably aware of it. No, I don't. No, no, I, don't I, know, I, I don't mean to say no, that they I know, don't know, I know. that they're yeah, slaves. because yeah, yeah, um, obviously they, they knew the position. Yeah. In, but they don't know what to do with the position they're in. Right, right. Um, don't have the skills and they don't the, have the skills, the capacity to do something. Um, and also, there's a sense of, or less likely. I I also think, when you become educated, and and learn things, it helps you develop a sense of identity right because you start to you know understand the world understand things develop your own position on certain you know views and you know see the world in a different perspective and and I think that really shapes your you know developing an identity right and so when you're without that it's much harder I think for you to form an identity to know you know to uh, without you know that education and that awareness of all the things that are happening in the world and your perspective on certain positions and and whatnot, you know, um, you know, it's much harder for you to, you know, develop a sense of identity. And without that, a sense of identity, it's mm. very hard to break out of something and you know move towards establishing you know right. your own identity. And and he talks about you know this slave owner this plantation where um it's been a while since I read this book so I'm sorry if I got the details wrong but he um you know there's one of the 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 slaves favorite things is when the the master um uh something about he lets them have the beer or you know he lets them get really drunk and you know they take that as like reward, and you know, and he sees that as evil, right? Because um, you know that "quote unquote" reward that they're getting that that you know they actually like is really just you know a, a tool to keep them, but, you yeah. know, in the same system. Um, so why am I talking about all of this? Well, um, because 
I think when you you have that education, right, and you realize, you know, who you are, right? Because as I said, education is is I really believe that education and you know is a key factor in understanding who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and developing that identity. And so when you understand who you are and the position that you're in, um, and and the things around you and the systems around you, um, you know that is when you have those two choices, right? That's when you know some people, you know, like Frederick Douglass would say, you know, I'm getting out of here. You know, I know there's a better spot. I know, you know. You know, I know I can beat it, right? I the system sucks, but I can beat it, and I can, you know, get out. And then there's, you know. And you know, he, he was a very educated person, right? And there's there's now those stories of him, and you know. He has no issue standing up to, you know, slave masters, you know, who like, he has no issue because he, you know, he's a very strong sense of himself as a man and, you know, a very strong, you know, identity. And he doesn't see, you know, the unequalness between him mm-hmm. and the white mm-hmm. slave master, um, you know, and, and it's true. He gets, you know, in some instances he gets beaten for it, but, you know, he has such a strong, you know, um, feeling of who he is right and, and who he is as a person um, you know but then you know there's a lot of you know instances where perhaps you know you might be be driven to just you know quit and I don't mean quit in terms of like quit you know, get out of there. It's quit in terms of, I have nothing to hope for. There's no, you know. Surrender. Like, right. Even, you know, this, these things like, oh, the, the beer and getting drunk, I know they're not good. I know it's, you know, there's, there's nothing that brings me joy, right? Because all of this is so terrible, you know, surrender, right? So so the, the lack of education, you know, prevents them from not only escaping, but also, um, you know, prevents them from just giving up and keeps them, oh, sorry, keeps them in the, the system, right? Um, so, so definitely, you know, th- those are two, two scenarios that I align with, the, two, the first and the third, right? The mm-hmm. get out of my way, I'm going to make it happen, or... You know, um, right, right, and it's and it's and both of those. Well, I actually think the third is more understandable. You know, because it's incredibly difficult to say to have so much faith. You know, in yourself and in the world, to say I'm going to make it happen despite all of these other things and despite you know the world being against me, despite all of this. I'm gonna make it happen, right? That's a very tough, right, right, tough thing to have. Well, my but my, my, my point is 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 those are. And I agree with you on everything you said there, but the. I guess the point I was trying to make was. Yes, those are understandable positions to take, right. given what's being described. My point is is the third one, right? That you said is understandable, right? Right. Well, we. If we don't need to have people making the decision to take that up as a, as an approach to living, if we don't need that to happen right. because the world that's being described isn't that, and we're having people arrive at that conclusion because the world has been inaccurately described. Well, see, see, that's what I'm saying. Is so what I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the danger that you're mm. saying with critical theory is that it describes to people the world that you know people like deprives them of hope but, but all, it you know in, in the in the, the Frederick Douglass case mm-hmm. right very you know slavery is very real you know and it really is you know if you were black during slave times you know you really were especially in the American South yeah, you really were going it, well for it, you yeah. really were in a system 
that was yeah, against you. Absolutely. You know, and even into the, you know, Jim Crow era, completely against you. Absolutely. Right? I'm not arguing against any no, of no, that. No, 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 but, but I, I, what I'm saying is, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but your point is, we're not in that world anymore. Well, we're not in that world anymore, to, or the degree to which we are in that world to, is different to the degree to which we were previously, and right. we need to be aware of and, it. And so to characterize it to people like yourself, that we're still in that world, and that the system is just as you know, rigged against you as it was for you know, slaves back in the you know, 1800s, right. and people in the Jim Crow era, is incredibly discouraging to the morale and and has a you know it it creates this choice right right, right. that but you don't just end up with like just dis, you don't just end up with discouraged people right you end up with discouraged people who start off as discouraged and then they become angry and resentful and bitter and the direction in which they aim that anger and bitterness at is the um the structure of the reality that they've been told is the case because that's what's causing their discouragement and their and their resentment do you think it's also because and it then also like it also makes you much easier to control because if you're angry right if you're angry and you're uh you're emotional and it can be known what terrifies you Right? It's like, you, you, you've read 1984? No, I haven't. You haven't? Oh, you should read that book, man. It's a really, really good book. There's a, there's a, there's a I'm not going to do a synopsis, but there's a bit <laughs> at the end where, um, but the main character is being interrogated because he's been trying to push back against, this, again, the system, right? That's, 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 um, the, that's English socialism taken over and he's pushing back against it. He's trying to be sneaky. He's got caught. Um, and then he's in this room, he's been like starved and interrogated for months. Um, and then he's taken to room 101, which is the worst place that you can go. Um, and he's uh, confronted with, because, because, because in 1984, right, um, like you don't have privacy. There, there are these telescreens that are always watching you. Right. Right? You're always being watched. Your facial expressions are being analyzed, right? Like every single part of you is being scrutinized all the time right so you can't give anything away you have to be purple constantly conscious but but because they're watching you know they have people in the background who like who are able to figure out because you're being watched all the time they know exactly what terrifies you right they know the worst thing that you fear right they have been able to figure it out and so when people push back against the system and resist well what they do is they take you to this room 101 and then they expose you to the thing that you are terrified the most and for Winston it happens to be rats Right, they mm -hmm. put a contraption on his face, and it's like these rats are going to chew through your skull, right? Unless you give us, unless you um, um, betray the woman that you love, um, and he betrays the woman that he loves, because once you once it is known what you are terrified of, you can be controlled. Right. So if you have a bunch of disillusioned, angry, bitter, resentful, discouraged young men and women who have somewhere that they would like to direct their frustrations and anger and someone can come along and go yeah well do you want to know who's doing all this to you those guys you can be you can be you and and you know because you were talking about being confident having confidence in your own identity right because if you aren't given a solid framework of education which basically provides you with the tools to so that you get to decide what ideas you do and do not give assent to right Right, and so and so, and that and that's how people like Frederick Douglass become so certain about their identity because they're like, oh, I know exactly who I am because I have decided exactly who I am and exactly who I am not. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's my sense of identity. If you don't have that, right, because you've been convinced that well, doing that is just you're just going to be surrender. You'll you'll be what complicit in your own oppression if you try at school, right? Because you're just going to be continuing the very systems that are oppressing you in the first place. So don't bother. Mm. Right, and then so, so you don't have that solid basis of an individual identity because you haven't given assent to the ideas that you do and don't have, and instead you'll be directed to ideas that someone would like you to have. Uh, I have I have a question. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I obviously have no idea what it's like, you know, to to be told you know the system is against you, right? I, 
I know there's no video camera, but I'm not any, you know, black in any way, shape, or form, right? Uh, and to pretend to be would be terrible. But also unnecessary. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, anyway, my, my, my point is how, how much, how much of, you know, the idea that like, you know, you look at, you look at, you know, you have an awareness of slavery, you know, slave times, mm-hmm. you have an awareness of Jim Crow, you have awareness of civil rights movement, mm-hmm. you, know, you have awareness of, you know, the seventies, mm-hmm. you have an awareness of now, Yes. right? And in your head, right? Presumably, you see that things are getting better, Inter- right? Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, to go from slaves to, you know... Uh, Not slaves. But but still heavily, you know, discriminated yeah, yeah, against. Yeah. And then to, you know, to slowly, you know... I don't know. Do, we, do you feel like there's been progress? Yeah, absolutely. So then... So then, if you feel that there's progress, then being told that actually there is no progress, and that we're still stuck in you know the same institutions that you know rigged the system against you, mm-hmm. rigged is not the right word, but I mean mm-hmm. that you know oppressed you, um, and people who look like you, people of your race, um, what kind of effect? Does that have on you know your psyche to see that we're not making you know to be told you're, we're not making any progress to help people like you? We haven't made any progress in the last three hundred years, and and all of the supposed progress that we that we supposedly had and, and you could supposedly see and it was nor, you know normally taught to you is not real progress, and it's not really doing anything to help people like you like. Like to me, that would make me feel if I believed that. Like, then the only answer is to either give up or overroot the system. You know, gotta you know yeah. revolution. I mean, but how does that? How did? I mean, how did that make you feel? I mean, well, how do you think that makes you know black people feel? I mean, I don't want to generalize. Oh no, no, that's that's okay. Don't worry. Um, well, well, I gave up. Right, like yeah. I was, I was, I was done very early on. Right, and not just for that reason. Like again, many complicated reasons that I'm not going to go into. Right. Um, but that was one of them. Right, I was just I. I I wasn't the. You know, I I kind of fell into well. If things suck as much as everyone's telling me they suck, I'm just gonna get what's mine, right? Like, I just fell into expedient pleasure seeking, right? That was well. If it's everything sucks and everything's awful, then I'm just gonna I like I'll just do what I want to do in any given moment, right? Because if if it sucks otherwise, I may as well just be doing what I want, right? Whether that was being on my own or being being with friends or going off and doing whatever stupid things it was I did as a younger man, right? Then. But again, like to answer your question, you know, like you like you said, it it makes you feel like you either have to give up or push back or fight, right? Because it's a fight. Because if the because because the, the belief is the fight's been brought to you, right? Because you you believe the system's the belief is that the system's set up to be pitted against you so as far as you're concerned the fight's being brought to your door anyway right so retaliating and responding with fight is a is a, is a logical decision to make as to how to as to how to move forward right but like but it's like it, 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 it i it, i don't want to speak for anyone else other than myself but like i i if it because the arguments that racism hasn't gone away, it's just gotten sneakier, right? Yes, there's less covert racism. Congratulations. What do you want, a cookie? 
right? But it's like it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just gotten sneakier. It's now more covert than it was before because now there's, you know, that's why terms like microaggressions exist because we ran out of macroaggressions or running out of macroaggressions. Um, and so. If you believe that, and that yet you can see all of this supposed progress around you, right? But it's a lie, right? Right? Your your freedom, your the idea of your freedom, the idea of your you know equality of opportunity, uh, neutral principles of equality under the law, right? These are all just lies, right? Though what those are, those are the alcohol, right? That was that Frederick, Frederick Douglass took issue with, that was dished out to people. These I don't, these I don't just remember specifically. No, no, no. Alcohol, well, no, that's, that's yeah. okay. Just but yeah, just for the sake of the example, yeah, right? Yeah. We can look it up if you want to be more specific, but like but just for the sake of, yeah. of the example, right? Like these things, your freedom, equality under the law, equality of opportunity, right? Right. These these things these things are these things are the booze with which to keep you dumb and stupid, so that you can be oppressed by the system, right? And if you and if you and if you believe that that's the case, right? That's like it's like. Well, it just makes you furious, right? That would make like that would make you so like so unbelievably angry, and it is anger. Right, and it's and given the belief, anger is a perfectly reasonable, rational, rational response to that. Right, anger is the right response to that. Mm. If that's the system, right, anger is the right response. Right, but if it's not, it's not the right response. If it isn't structured like that, okay. if it's changed, right? If right. things have, if things have improved, if if it isn't an unquestionable fact of reality, if it isn't a self-evident fact. Right, if that's wrong, right, if those things are wrong, and I'm saying if here, right, because I'm not, I'm not going to be absolute right. and put my foot down one way or the other. Right. This is a, this is a conversation we're we're going to start having. Yes, I have my my opinion, but right. you know, we'll 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 explore this. Um, but if it's if 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 critical theories assumptions are gonna, and they are critical theories assumptions about how the world's organized, right. right, that those things are a lie, that it's a fraud, that. Right, and if, if if their assumptions about how the world's organized are wrong, and people's education are being predicated on those ideas, and then going off out into the world with beliefs based on those assumptions, that then inform how they're going to act in the world, right? And then ang and, and and if those are incorrect, then anger is not a rational response. And and I have another, sorry, question for you. That how much of, of do you think the idea that these institutions and these systems like like you know you mentioned you know you were like well why would I immerse myself in, in you know education university if it's if it's just against me hmm. right how much of um, how much of that do you think contributes to like you know, and I, don't, I haven't done you know detailed research on this, but you know, like people feeling like, like you know, they sh it's not they shouldn't you know pursue you know or participate in things like um, uh, you know um, they shouldn't strive to be you know educational scholars or, or strive. To you know, be uh, teachers or members of the police or members in government or you know, etc. Because you know, it's just not meant for them. Like, do you think that? Do you think it it, it can have the effect of discouraging people um, of you know of color of participating and um, you know being in, in 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 wanting to be in those such positions because they feel like it's you know against them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like again, like the, the, there'll be a a whole uh, range of responses, right? Even even to say at the top end, right, of the whole try and stop me range, right? right. That will divvy up into three or four different types of right. come. I'm coming at your responses, right? Because that would be the I would I would probably place the critical theorists in that in the in that category because they're like, well, okay, right coming anyway right we're going to be in academia we're going to be doing what we're doing right whether you whether you like it or not here, here we come right and then there's going to be the um 
other members of say the black or mixed race community who have gone a same attitude right i'm coming at you but are coming at it more from the uh crit criticizing to lift up and improve and actually engage with 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 um uh, with 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 civilization and to contribute towards it and to fix things where they can right so like so you see yeah yeah and but then and then at the other end i imagine the same thing would happen as well You'd have people becoming disillusioned and then doing different things with their dis disillusioned states, depending on their temperamental proclivities. Mm. So yes, yeah, like yeah, yes, yeah, the answer. But by the way, like I do think it's you know important to say that there are real material, you know, factors. Let's say right, like you know. Poverty, you know, um, you know, right, right, worse schools, you know, etc. That you know can have an impact on you know um, the decisions people make and you know their their aspects and you know who what's surrounding them. Of you course, know, you know, it does have a real concrete impact on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, but 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 then but, but 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 then what we provide them with as a tool to how to deal with that. Or what to do about that situation if you find yourself in it makes a massive difference, right? Because if you come along to someone who, yeah, is in a situation of poverty or uh, dis like is dispossessed or out and out down and out for whatever reasons, right? And you come to them and you say, right? And I know people don't like the you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps argument, but you know you say, well, look, you you can you can fix this, right? You're a human being, and human beings are the kind of things that fix problems, and you're one of them, right? So yeah, life sucks. Life isn't fair. You've drawn the short straw. Absolutely, freaking lootly, right? Maybe there are some things and corruptions that are, 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 are in part responsible for this as an outcome, right? That's a complicated problem, right? But you can, even with that, you can still do something about the situation you find yourself in such that it isn't uh, as miserable as it might other way, um, otherwise be, even though it's already pretty miserable. Right? Or you can come to them and say, <clears throat> well, your horrible, miserable state is not your fault, it's everyone, it's this structures and systems fault. And because it's this structures and systems fault, there's nothing you can do about it. Right? It's a fact of your reality, whether you like it or not, whether you try or not, whether you try to elevate yourself out of this environment. And, and there might be, you know, as you, you've said, th there might be a little bit of truth to both things. Right, you know, but but but, emphasize, but I guess what you're saying is emphasizing just one of them. You know, is yeah, not well, well, productive. Like I said in the last episode, we have problems. Absolutely, we have problems, and we have to think about them and give those problems the respect that they deserve. Right, by thinking about them as clearly and in as much detail as we possibly can, and not simplify and just, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, not 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 simplify it and and uh, divide it into a, like a, a false dichotomy of one or the other. It's, it's not it's not helpful. It's it's that's. Well, I think I think just I'm going to speak with a little tangent. Yeah. Um, Put my microphone on mute. That's all right. Um, there are I I think there are many many. I don't want to say this. I think we as a civilization have become distracted and complacent. And we've been asleep at the wheel. I know it may not have seemed like it, but we've become increasingly distracted with, well, with ourselves probably. Um, and I think an increasing number of people are realizing and have realized that, that we've been asleep at the wheel. And I think an increasing number of people who are the kind of people who would take advantage of these things. Sorry, asleep at the wheel, how? Well, we, our civilization is, is built and relies on an awful lot of very complicated infrastructure, 
whether it's our legal infrastructure, our economic infrastructure, our political infrastructure, educational infrastructure, technological infrastructure, actual physical infrastructure, plumbing, electricity, land management, whatever. Lots and lots and lots of really, really complicated stuff. And <clears throat> we've been acting as if that hasn't required all of our attention. Right? We've been expecting these things to be running in the background and that there would be people who would be competent and uncorruptible and reliable and that they would do the job of maintaining these very complicated systems and infrastructure that we have. And that was a mistake. And people have been realizing that we haven't been paying attention that, and that there are these infrastructure and systems that, given that people aren't paying attention, you can game, take advantage of, and or use to your own benefit. You know, like I said, like if you, like if you, and also, and also, you, pe people are being educated in on mass that the uh, that all of these in, all of this infrastructure and interactions between people are just predicated on power anyway. Right? And so if, if you believe, again, if you believe that the world is just just people getting what's theirs, right? and you and here's another response that you might have, is like, one that I had, is that, well, okay, well then I'm going to get, I'm going to get what I can out of this. Right? If that's how things are organized, if everything's just predicated on power, and all it is is just either someone winning at my expense or you know, me winning at someone else's expense, and if someone is going to win at my expense, I'm damn sure going to win at someone else's expense, right? And so, given that we haven't been paying attention to this this complicated infrastructure as much as we should, and I'm not saying there hasn't been people who have been paying attention to it, just that many of us have just been expecting these things to just look after themselves, like the NHS, for example, right? We just kind of, oh, just healthcare, just kind of be there as long as our government keeps throwing money at it. It's like, yeah, well, maybe we might need to give it a little bit more attention than that. Um, and, and, so, and so I think people have been increased, and this is like generationally, right? People have been realizing that there are systems to be gamed. There are mechanisms to be taken advantage of. And I think there's, there will be many, many people, perhaps small and large groups, varying, you know, for all, all, all the way from, you know, the, the text that you get on your phone, right, of people saying, hi, I'm from the post office, or hi, I'm from the NHS, and if you click this link, we'll help you out with your package. And it's a scam, right? If you, as soon as you click the link, they have access to all of your information, and they'll just purge your bank account, right? Because they're like, well, these people aren't paying attention. These people aren't clued up, so we can take advantage of them. Because they're not paying attention. Because if they were paying attention, they wouldn't click the link, right? And so, and then, and then from that all the way up to, I'm not going to make any dramatic claims here, um, but you know, larger organisation groups of people who think that well, they actually have a particular view of how the world should be organised, and people aren't really paying attention. So maybe if we can divide them up along whichever lines we can, get them all rolled up against each other, and distract them, we can take advantage of them. I don't know how many attempts of that are happening, or uh, but that seems like what's happening all the time, all the time now. It's all the time. It's you're in or out, you're leave or remain, you're Trump or whatever, right? It's it's like it's constant. It's black or white. It's you're an ally, you're a racist. It's like it's constant, it's constant divisiveness in every domain. And, sorry, go on. Well, and, and, and so just explain why... Yeah, I'm a tangent there, sorry. Yeah, um, I think I lost you a little bit on... The vice in this, I'm, I'm totally on board with, but how, do, how did you get there from the, the previous point? Um, about people not paying attention. About paying attention? Yeah, well, well, well because people aren't paying attention, the, kind, the, the, the people who exist in society who are the kind of people who are looking for opportunities to take advantage of so that they can get their expedient short-term benefit of more money, more power, or what more, whatever it is, right, are, have been waking up to the fact that people aren't paying attention and acting on it, right? And I'm not saying there's just one person or one group of people doing that. That's like a, what would you say? 
like in, in evolutionary terms, it's a strategy, yeah. right? It's a strategy of how to pro like like you know move forward, mm -hmm. right? Just well, these people aren't paying attention. We can get them for what they've got, and for whatever nefarious purposes, all the way through to just wanting your expedient benefit of power, excuse me, of money, or because you have an ideological view of oh, I think the world should be organized this way, and people aren't paying attention. So we could, you know, roll them up and get them to destroy everything, and then maybe we can reorganize everything the way that we'd like to have them. I see. So it's it's people not paying attention to other people using them to create this divisiveness or this polarization of society. Yeah, yeah. Because well, we're all being dri like driven into an emotional fervor around particular hot button issues. I see. Um, can we take a short break. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right.